Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, I just want to welcome you to the show here today. I have some amazing guests today. We're talking titans of, well, once disparate industries, but they're colliding now, thanks to uh, Mogul Productions. We've got Rob Pryor. We're talking Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, crazy stuff. Sorry for interrupting you. Welcome. No, I was going to say thank you for having me. Yeah. Or us. Yeah. And... Tracy Leparulo, who is the CEO and founder of Untraceable, an OG Bitcoin expert, uh, founder of the Futurist Conference, futurist thought leader in the space. Yeah, yeah. And what's so cool is, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited yeah. to be here. What's so cool is now we have these two once kind of separate entities just smashing together in such a cool way. It very at one time, I... I got to say, when I first heard about, you know, and I'm, I'm as old as dirt. So, I mean, <laughs> so, but when I first heard about all of this, I was like, what, what are you, what's going on? What's happening there? And, um, and now it's just, it's completely amazing and awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is super cool. I have to get this out of the way right away here. I, I was a kid playing Dungeons and Dragons and looking at your cool art in those D&D manuals. And of course, at the time, I had no idea who you were. But you were just a teenager when you made that. I, I was. I was. I was working for, I was working for TSR um, lying about my age. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You had your dad's, uh, dad's yep. signature on everything. Is that right? My, uh, my dad's, uh, my dad's uh, well, he'd take all the phone calls, right? So people would call <laughs> in and they'd be like, do you think you can get this, you know, illustration done you know within the week and he'd go yeah i think so hold on <laughs> and then he'd and then he'd ask me and i'd be like yeah sure dad um so yeah I, that was that was how i started that's amazing. when i was 13. that yeah. i i've seen some videos of you talking about how you would be doing your math homework in one hand and you're you know nope. drawing on another hand how in the world were you thinking of those two processes at one time that's like when i watch you doing the art i'm like okay he's ambidextrous i get that I understand that. But how are you doing two distinct tasks that really required quite different thought processes? I have no idea. You know, I have literally had doctors go, we want to put electrodes to your brain. And I'm like, no, because all you're going to see is, is, a, is a dead squirrel and a drunk chipmunk. It's, it's going to be horrible. So, <laughs> you know, um, I just, it, it's so funny when I, when I switched to my left hand, I just sort of just went and that was it. I was like, eh, why not? And that was, that was my thought process. No, actually I was worried about, I had to, I switched from my right hand because I was worried that something would happen to it. So I'd yeah, be yeah. done. Switched to my left. I smashed a dirt bike into a tree a couple years ago and I had to go with my left hand for oh, a, a number of months. How was that? I got better at throwing a Frisbee. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> but not much else, honestly. <laughs> but you know, I got to thank uh, Gug and Grewal of Mogul Productions for bringing the two of you here together. Because obviously, you know, you're a, a, an acclaimed artist, but now there's this new thing that you're joining in on. And of course, Tracy Leparulo, you can talk about this with years of experience in this field. And it's interesting because I was watching a clip about you from Untraceable, yeah. uh, talking about 
tokens being the next big thing. And this was in 2017. Yeah. And the interviewer was like, what do you think is? And you were kind of like, ah, I think it could be a big thing. I, I think it could be, right? Tell me yeah. about, you know, what do you think in terms of where we are now compared to what you were thinking at that time? Oh, man. Yeah, since, you know, since I got in the game, like 2013, it's just everything is completely blown up. Uh, but really, NFTs have just completely skyrocketed, and we're so excited to to be part of it here at Mogul. And so it's uh, it's quite amazing to see where the space has come from. Definitely. Yeah. And so, in terms of what's happening here, like, how are you kind of working in this mix here? Like, are you helping along with the technical side of things, or what's happening? Yeah, no, I'm on the ground floor with Mogul Productions. I advise them as a team. Uh, I love the team. It's, they really are bringing two audiences of people within Hollywood and the film space uh, together with the blockchain community. So uh, I help more on the blockchain side for sure, making sure that uh, they're connected to the right people. You know, they have some phenomenal technology. That's what really got me involved in the into their project. Uh, when they approached me, they said, hey, let, let us show you the platform. And the platform, it's quite incredible. So they, uh, mm -hmm. they have, you know, between they have... Um, digital asset token they have their nfts plus they have their in-app currency called stars on the platform right. uh you know they've they figured out really complicated problems like uh, gas fees and you know mm -hmm. how they're mm -hmm. partnering with matic and how to partner with Chainlink, and so uh really you know kind of spearheading um kind of you know being a spokesperson and uh, helping push the you're on the front way. lines I was gonna say you're on the <laughs> forefront there oh wow. not so <laughs> yeah helping out as much as I can I I love the team there so yeah yeah that's cool so I mean we're talking about the, in particular, Mogul, because, Rob, you're producing three NFTs for Mogul Productions right now, right? I am. Three different I am. themes. I mean, and these are things, Star Wars, I mean, okay. I adored Star Wars as a kid, and seeing your artwork is, like, incredible, right? Oh, so, man, thank you so much. I mean, it's amazing. And watching you make it, and it just blows my mind watching you create Oh, dude, I'm I'm honored. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, it, the thing when I paint is you just kind of get lost in it. And, you know, hopefully I throw paint at the paper and it comes out looking decent. It looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now I've watched you create and you're you've created, of course, the Star Wars, but there was also going to be, I think, a Marvel focused NFT. Do yep. you already have these kind of conceptualized or are they not there yet? No, I, I actually, I sat down and I started thinking about the layouts and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to make the, um, how I wanted to make them really different. And since NFTs are animated, not only will there be the, the painting itself, but there'll be the animation, the surprise animation that's going to come up with it. So really now, will that be an additional NFT or like, how's that going to work? That's a great question, Tracy. Yeah, no, we're gonna take uh, the, we'll take the artwork and uh, we'll digitize it. We'll make it an NFT, so uh, they'll be paired together. Yeah. Okay, so I, yeah. I'm assuming it'll be some kind of MP4 kind of dealy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Can I get some music going, some Tech Nine with that or something? I don't know about that part. I would love that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I was yeah. also reading you're gonna possibly burn the art if the buyer yeah. so chooses. If the buyer so chooses. I will go live on the internet and just torch it oh, to the ground. I don't know, man. Take the ashes, sweep them in a little box, make sure that that is like an urn, draw on it, sign that box, and ship it away. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> here's, here's how I look at it. Some people are, are 
so very much into just the purity of the NFT, mm -hmm. right? So there being another entity that exists, which is your NFT, doesn't jive with them. If that's the case, torch. Uh, if it is and they want to keep it, then I'll roll it up. We'll put it in a nice uh, sealed tube and ship the painting off. So mm -hmm. either they get to keep you know, the original with it or they'll get to choose the option to burn it to the ground. I just, I feel like, you know, if I were buying it, I would just, I would want that physical piece. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I think, but you know what? It's, I, again, there's some purists out there that, that may not want it. And, you know, well, somebody. I'm, I'm pretty into this stuff and I still want the physical painting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, and it just gives me the opportunity to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. it, is, you know, it would be quite the sensation doing that. So cathartic. Kind of like the Banksy <laughs> paper shredding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny is because I talked about burning uh, a painting to, mm -hmm. to do this to, for the purists out there way before that happened. And then when I saw that, I was like, I won't say the words that just came out of that. It's okay. I can put an explicit oh. warning on here. So go ahead. <laughs> Those fuckers. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, uh, I, so I'm in a lot, but I wanted to do something that was different. And so in offering the choice, then, you know, it, it gives somebody another angle to, to be creative with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Tracy, your uh, involvement in this whole blockchain stuff, are you big on the NFTs? Are you into collecting or? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I would say, um, so all my all my conferences, I've had an art galleries there, uh, so they've NFT'd. But the first, I would say my first introduction is uh, I ran an event called ETH Waterloo, and this is where CryptoKitties launched. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was involved kind of um, with like- You really kind of are on the forefront. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the guy's pretty well. So uh, when CryptoKitties launched at my conference, it was, it was so cool. They came out with all these balloons and, you know, people were rallying. They obviously won. Uh, and then like a few months later, you know, massive headlines and Coindesk. You know, CryptoKitties clogs Ethereum network. Like, oh, <laughs> yep. shit. No, you know what I mean? So I was like, great, Tracy. You're, you know, this thing uh, is now clogging the whole network. And that was my first kind of realization of like, oh, my gosh, we have to figure out gas fees. Now it's um, Uniswap. Now it's Uniswap, right? So it's like... Um, you know, NFTs, if this gets as big as it's going to get, you know, this is this is going to be a real problem for the network. So how do we make sure we catch up to it? And so, uh, yeah, that was, that was probably my first, one of my first kind of interactions with it. I've also been heavily involved in the gaming space. Mm -hmm. uh, and so looking at skins and uh, as well as very close with Decentraland. So mm -hmm. um, that's a really cool spot as well. But, you know, I, I, I think uh, with Rob Pryor and the artwork, I think that's the most truest part of an NFT without a doubt. And so oh, super sure. excited about this project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how they're using nfts kind of across the whole platform mogul so it's not uh just with the rewards and the artwork but also with their access passes and making it not just about collectability but also about usability functionality. yeah community is yeah. huge yeah yeah and, Connecting, right? you know um and, and you know as for film like i don't know but i if you guys know but i directed my first film a year ago and mm -hmm. i'm signed for three more and the fact that Mogul is coming out there and and figuring a way to tie community into film, you know, it's it's all headed for a change. It's just like the music industry, you know, it's it's gonna change and nobody can stop it, which I think is awesome. It's great for creators. It's it is unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> and I do feel still like I've been in this since not as old as you, 
2016 or so, but I still feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like I feel like we're nowhere near, like, you know, some people are saying, oh, it's the mainstream now and it's, you know, kind of established. It's like, no, we're still in infancy here. I mean, look at Ethereum, right? It's got a long ways to go. Yeah, especially yeah. when you take on the the film and entertainment industry. Like it's just like mogul, I would say, spearheading that this in the space, and uh, it's just a start. Is it a threat? You think, in a way? No, I think it's a it's an evolution, not a revolution. That's what we always say at mogul. So it's not it's not a, we're not reinventing Hollywood. It's just an you know, evolution, not a revolution. I like that. <laughs> Although revolution's kind of cool too, so I know totally. It's pretty revolutionary. <laughs> we can't let them know. We can't let yeah. them know. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> this is code right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So you've got the three pieces, Rob. You've got the Star Wars piece. What are you? What are you thinking for that piece? Can um, you give us a little bit of insight. I can give you a little bit. Uh, I can tell you that it's going to have Luke because mm-hmm. he's been my all-time it. favorite character, you know, in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, does so it it's going to involve be Windex? Of course it does. <laughs> it always will. <laughs> I mean, you would think that the, those those fuckers would sponsor me, but they don't. Um, they really so, should. No, it, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna it'll involve Windex and it'll involve uh, it'll involve X wings and it'll involve Luke and possibly Darth Vader. But we'll oh, see. Oh man. I'm looking forward to that, man. Wow. And then, of course, you've got the Marvel piece, but you've also got a, a kind of a different flavor, Wolf of Wall Street. I, now, of course, with everything going on in the economy right now, there is a lot of interest in that subject matter. Like, tell me well, your that's thoughts That's why I did it. I yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. do something that would tie in, you know, so you, so you have, you know, Star Wars and, you know, Marvel characters or, or whatever, and, and the original art that goes with that. But I wanted to do something that was that was just on the edge of it and still in the movie space, you know? So, because mogul after all is, is that's what they are. They're, they're heading into this amazing space of, of, you know, like community movies and all the things that we just talked about. So yeah, I was like, Wolf of Wall Street fits. That's cool. You know, it's funny. I was reading about you talking about NFTs and when I read it, I was like, wow, Rob knows what he's talking about with this stuff. Like pretty quickly, you were talking about how it's, kind of meeting between the digital and the physical in a sense, right? And it's, it's this connection. Like, when did this click for you? It must have been pretty recently. It was. I mean, it was literally within the past probably four weeks. Um, and mm. then the crash. Oh, really course. recent. Yeah. I mean, maybe six, but but really it just sort of, it all sort of just came tumbling in. And um, and I was like, man, this is a, this is a really cool way to to get artists and, and not just not me but i mean anybody else get them seen some digital artists which basically don't they don't they're not necessarily perceived as real artists by a lot of people mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous and this gives so many artists a chance and that's the other thing about teaming up with uh, with mogul and not that i'm you know just going yes mogul but i am because sure. they're allowing me which allows me to help other artists establish and get there you know and that's what i want to do i want to see i want to see a lot of artists thrive you know on this thing and you're you're absolutely right sky's the limit and it's only going to go up so Mm. you see yourself on any of these platforms like uh you know are you into looking at you know say known origin or super rare or any of those platforms you ever browse through that 
I've I've been browsing as of late. I have been I have been doing a lot of browsing because a I I love competition. I love competition. It's my favorite thing in the world. So um, I was like, okay, I want to see who's out there. What's going on? Ah, huh. I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> you know, and seeing you know what people are buying, and and some of it's been a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Gotta tell you, I, I looked at some of it and went, really. Oh, okay, cool. Take to each his own. And then some of the art's just been absolutely stunning and cool. And, you know, so it's, um, it's been an eye opener. I, mm. I, I enjoy it because it's, it's a whole new world. You're going to go rogue and set up an anonymous uh, digital wallet and see if you can, you know, get some maybe crypto collectors, you know, you would never <laughs> admit know. it, would you? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> What about you, Tracy? You got some uh, digital wallets set up where you're doing some creations? Creations? Not so much creations. Um, you know, I have some crypto memorabilia that I've been trying to put on NFTs to get that on. Mm. So I have like uh, some of the original Bitcoin magazines that are okay. in a, still in their plastic and some of the original stuff back then. But uh, I definitely go and look at artwork and, and, and try and purchase. I have a, a wallet and my MetaMask full of some, some cool NFTs myself. That's cool. I just yeah. find it so fun shopping around. I mean, um, I don't know if you look at some of these newer platforms. They're always there's a new one every day. It feels like there's a new one every yeah. day. You know, yeah. and it, it's the kind of thing where for myself um, as an artist, definitely not on your level, Rob. But uh, you know, just that you're an artist is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I mean, I'm looking. I'm like, okay, now there's another platform that everybody wants to be on today. And then the next day, there's another one. And, oh, I don't have an invitation to that one. You know, like one yeah. of recently is Foundation, which I managed yeah. to get on, um, you know. But it seems like it's only a matter of time before there's going to be something else, you know. Like, mm -hmm. is that healthy, this kind of, you know, how many platforms do we need? You know what I mean? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I'm Tracy, just going to say, to me, they're like, Tracy. they're like tv stations you know what i mean mm, okay. you, you get all the popular ones and the ones that come out with the best stuff rise to the top and the rest just sort of sink and and i imagine and i'm I, this is your world tracy but i imagine it's going to be something like that yeah i agree you know free enterprise but yeah they all have their niche right some mm -hmm. of them uh you have to apply to be creator on some of them let anybody do it uh they'll figure out the niche and the ecosystem just like anything crypto and like exactly what uh, Rob said, the good ones will come to the top, but uh, I don't think we've seen the best ones yet still. I still think there's some big players about to come out. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, watching a 2017 interview with you, Rob, talking about the Samsung Developer Conference, and yeah. you were talking about physical displays and how people are drawn to physical galleries. But in just recent times, we've seen these amazing NFT gallery Events. absolutely what yeah, are your thoughts I, on I, that experience have you participated in anything like that i haven't yet and uh and yeah thinking back on that uh, I, I basically stuck my foot in my mouth um <laughs> sorry i wasn't but, trying to call no, you out on but, that but it's like, look, I love, I, <laughs> things I love have changed I'm wrong. um but you know the, the one thing covid really did mm. is you know is sort of put everybody here on the screen right so any collectors or any of any of that that angst has been built up over a year right so now people are already used to the screen so you're you're bringing something you know 
to to like an absolute horrific thing that happened you're bringing something really good to it because now you're able to start doing like digital displays you buy a digital frame and you can have all kinds of artwork pop in it's it, it's mind-blowing so uh, i do personally still like the tactile i like to touch and, and smell it but there's some digital things that are done that are just so beautiful that that creates its own you know ambience it's its own thing well and watching you work it's very visceral clearly yeah yeah especially talk, talk to me about that process stage. you know like talk to me about that in terms of what's that feeling like when you're creating in that mode when you've got the music pumping God. You're, you're um when i'm when i'm when it gets to the point where i'm painting and it's furious and my eyes are shutting and that that's just it's sort of like i um my wife puts it as the only form of meditation that i actually know um because that's my thing i just i zone out um you know when i'm on stage if i'm on stage with like tech nine you mentioned him earlier and one of my dearest friends and uh, but painting on stage with him and his energy sort of just drives it and you know a few drinks and a couple of paintbrushes and it's just fun now i suppose that's probably been that way since you were a child where you just kind of lose your sense of time and kind of get immersed in that oh yeah oh yeah but i i wasn't like the painting style i have now is what i've done and hid my whole life because i always thought photorealism was the way you know all that mm -hmm. and so again not dating myself but i'm old um the you know back in the 90s you know before photoshop was like prevalent photorealistic art was the thing sure you know and the the more you could make it look like a photo the more you'd get hired so you know for me my personal transition has just been i don't want to paint anything super photoreal although sometimes it just turns out photoreal but i like it just chaotic and organic and sloppy and mixing that with digital is is I'm like, okay, what, what else, cra what crazy things can I do? Other than maybe blow a painting up with a stick of dynamite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever played just pure digital? Have you ever just created oh, purely yeah. digital artworks? No um, physical painting whatsoever? The, uh, the game, um, it was a horrible game. And I wasn't supposed to do all of the artwork for this video game, but I did. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it was Ghost Rider for uh, THQ. Ah, um, but I mean, and, were, uh, yeah, okay. Ghost Rider so, was one of your prominent artworks, yes? Like Yeah. Yeah. And so I did all of this artwork for this game and it was all digital. I didn't do any physical on it whatsoever. Because I wanted to teach myself how to use the different painting programs like Corel or how to really use Photoshop. So I just picked it up and I started it and I was like, oh, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna learn because I took the job. Right. And in terms of that feeling you get when you're doing the physical work, was that lacking? It must have been. Completely. It was, it was lacking for me. Um, and I mean, and it's also a lot harder. So if I'm putting two easels up and painting two things, that's one thing, but to get two computers up and, and do, and do that. it's a, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Besides yeah, expensive, yeah. it's just, so it's not practical. Right. I mean, the techs come a long way. Do you see yourself ever doing that kind of thing as a, something you enjoy, you know, something where it's yeah, really a digital process? I know I've been hearing because um, I, I get approached by different companies to talk about it. And, you know, they're trying to one company was talking about a way that I could throw water at a screen and it would 
appear like my splatter. And I was like, that would be dope. Actual water? Well, I, well, some liquid or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Slime? I don't know. Um, but they were like, they were trying to figure out a way to make that work. And I was like, if it works, great. It's probably a long ways off. Huh. So I'm, I'm not going to give up my day job. Wow. That's fascinating. I don't know. I mean, I can just imagine you there with like two iPad Pros going. That would be fun. Or two big Cintiqs, you know, mm-hmm. get up there. And I mean, you know, I love any challenge and I love learning new things. It's my favorite thing in the world. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and I love the imperfection of things. So being able to do that, you know, yeah, I'm in. I'd do it. I mean, that technology's come a long ways. Like, you know, I do most of my art on iPad Pro, and it's amazing how well you can replicate certain feelings, you know, when it comes to things like watercolor. That's what I've heard a bit more of. And and I'm, I'm going to start playing with it right after I knock out, like, my next six months worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of, when you're talking about those three pieces you're doing for Mogul Productions, like, what kind of timeline? Are, I mean, you've talked about doing works where you're creating them in, say, 45 minutes or, you know, that kind of thing, uh, or maybe up to a day or two. Like, what kind of time do you think is going to be involved in well here's the you know and i have kind of three different kind of gallery levels of work now Mm. and there's my stage stuff which happens or the speed speed stuff that happens like lightning Mm -hmm. you know you have to make it accurate and quick and hope to god it looks like something at the end of the day (laughs) um the middle range is you know, I'll paint something, then I'll take it back to my studio and I'll do it a few more hours or even another day. And then there's the the final level, which is, you know, that shit takes me like five days, six days, you know, mm. and it's really, you know, long. Those are, and when I say a day, it's you sit and, well, a day. and then you just paint. Yeah, it's a day. So it depends on the complexity. It depends on, you know, what I'm going to do it for. Um, I just did my first wall mural like uh-huh. big wall mural um, in, where was it? It was in LA. And um, yeah, it, oddly, and it's not somebody that you would think, oh, this is Rob Breyer right up his alley. It was Britney Spears. I did a oh. 50 foot oh. by 120 foot mural in wow. six days. Yeah, it was 50 it was by crazy. 120 foot. So, I mean, I'm trying to picture like you'd have to step back from that to kind of get a feeling of like, GoPro I setups mean... in your phone. Mm. Uh, okay. So I, I can see. sit there and go, Oh, not right. And then work on an eyeball. That's, you know, five feet wide. Right, right, right. Yeah, Still, that would involve a, tri- a lot of kind of mapping stuff out. I would imagine it did, but you know, it was fun. You know, again, it's the challenge because usually I'm too stupid to say no. I'm like, no, let's do it. <laughs> My wife will be like, you're not jumping out of a helicopter with, you know, while painting. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. You might find it's... it someday. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Tracy, I wanted to ask you, like, obviously Ethereum's kind of the dominant, you know, blockchain when it comes to all this stuff right now. But we do see collectibles kind of springing up on other platforms, you know, like you've got the top shots on Flow or... Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about that? I mean, of course, you came from being a Bitcoin OG, yeah? Bitcoin, Ethereum, though. I would say it's been Ethereum. Okay, you were cool with Ethereum from the start? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I worked right beside them. They yeah, won, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I wondered if, you know, there was oh, a wow, period where you were like, nope, just Bitcoin, you know, but. No, you know. no, I've been uh, pretty bullish on Ethereum since the start, yeah. Okay. And what are you yeah. feeling about, you know, all this talk about all these improvements coming up in the next little while? Is it overly yeah, optimistic like, or? I think it's super optimistic for sure. I think like what Mogul does cool with Ethereum is they integrate with Matic or, or mm. Polygon now, right? It's rebranded. And so that allows for that layer two solution. So it's like a lot quicker. Um, the other cool thing that Mogul does is like uh, the buy economy, they're able to pretty much figure a way to give free transaction fees. And so I, I think, you know, it's just free like Free transaction fees? Okay, please explain. Yeah, yeah they're going to be sponsoring the transaction fees because kind of the technology stack that they have, they're able to do it. So even with their NFTs, uh, it's based on something called 11, uh, ERC-1155. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, you know, engines. Yeah, kind OpenSea of uses that. them as well, yeah. Yeah, so it's like bulk transactions, and so it makes it a lot cheaper and easier to do. And so that's what's uh, that's what I love about mogul. It's like it's really forward thinking in the tech side. So you know, I always compare it to like dial up internet. It was like when the internet was so slow and you had to use the phone internet. And people thought there's no way we're ever gonna download videos. Mm -hmm. And then now we got to you know these like crazy high speeds. You gotta think of that with Ethereum. Like okay, great, it's slow right now, but what's it coming in the future? Um, but yeah, I'm still bullish on a few other blockchains. Like I really love the digital bits blockchain. I think they're doing, they're going to do some cool stuff there and, uh, a few other big ones coming up. So mm. yeah. 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 I think that, you know, I do feel like, you know, maybe Ethereum's a little optimistic in terms of their timeline, but I do see them remaining dominant here i don't totally. know totally like they they have too many people building on them mm -hmm. um i don't know if you've ever been to devcon it's like their ethereum developer conference and last time i went to prague it was like ten thousand developers and you know i know all the top coins and nobody can bring out ten thousand developers building on it so i still think they're they're really far ahead mm -hmm. now rob i wanted to ask you kind of a sensitive question here and i don't know how free you are to reply to this but I was reading that DC is not too happy with the idea of their artists portraying Bring it on. Um, DC content. Now, of course, for this mogul thing, you've got Marvel, Star Wars, Wolf of Wall Street. But where do you stand in that whole So here's, this, this is, mm. so here's how I feel about it. He's ready. Um, you are allowed to do your interpretation, your painting of basically whatever it is you want. You're not allowed to replicate. And I agree with that, you know? Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to go out and, and sell a billion prints without paying the licensing fees. Great. But your original is your original. It comes from your head. Digital art is the same way. You know what I mean? It's a one of a kind. And to, I mean, that's why I stated out the, the, per, the, you know, the proof of burning I'm willing to make sure that it's one of a kind if that person wants. But at the end of the day, I don't think a company has the right to go in and go, you know what? We're going to charge you for painting our character because it's coming out of your mind. It's you know, it's all your thing, but we're going to charge you. What? No. A long time ago, the, the law passed. If it's your original piece, you know, Godspeed. But, and that's how I feel about that. I, I think that if you read that letter from DC, mm -hmm. at the very end, it's going, you should never do this. And we're putting this letter out and to all of our people. And by the way, if you have this idea of wanting to do an NFT, call this guy. It's right on the letter. I'm like, oh, 
okay. And uh, I think it's just, uh, it's a way to try and kill the art. And I think that's wrong. So that's how I feel about it. That was my long-winded explanation. Because, hmm, I mean, I've seen people like, say, Jose Delbo, who's been doing NFTs for a while now. Oh, absolutely. But as it gets bigger, I guarantee you the mouse is going to do something. You know, somebody's going to come out and try to figure a way not to necessarily stop the art, but to take a piece. Mm. And if it comes to licensing, take your piece. When it comes to silencing an artist, fuck off. That's how I feel about it. Right. I just, you know, I see it, you know, say for example, you know, I don't know, I make a Mickey Mouse, but I, I like, I make zombies. Okay. And no. so I'm always making zombies of various film actors, characters, cartoons, whatever. Right. And so then it's like, is Disney going to give me shit for making a, you know, a zombie Luke Skywalker? Do they have the right to give me shit for that? If that's your original art and that's what you want to do. No, they don't. Now, if you if you go, I want to go sell prints and plaster them all over. Now, that's not counting the Comic-Con spaces where everybody does and all of that whole different <laughs> thing. Move that subject over there. If you want to make that piece, that's your artistic right to make that piece. If you want to distribute that piece and now the digital arts giving you the way to do it, you do an NFT, it's an original. You have the right to do that piece. But what if I'm taking what, that and say putting it on a T-shirt or something? Then if you're if you're out there and you're selling those shirts, then they can come after you because now right. you're, you're you're putting mass product out there where they can say something. And you know, do they? Not all the time, but you know, it depends. But if you're doing that one single piece of art, yeah, that's what that's about people who make like a hundred copies of it or a thousand copies of it. And sell them. God bless mm. them. Um, <laughs> you know, because you could do that, right? I mean, I can go on Rarible and make a million if I want to. Well, of the same the, I, Well, here's the thing. Now, when you're talking about, let's say, the NFT, the original artist NFT, right? Um, I've I've done so many paintings, and I swear to God, at least once a week, somebody will write me and say, "Look at this store," and I go to a store that's in London. And it's selling pillows with my paintings on them. Mm. So, you know. But that, I, I mean, just, that's I, just a straight ripoff, though, right? If they're just taking well, that your painting and printing on a that's, shirt, that's. No, but that's, a that's, a, that's a, you're absolutely right. That's a straight ripoff. But most of the time, you know, if they would approach me and just go, hey, you know what? We want to we want to do this. I'd be like, OK, figure it out. You know, I, I'm I'm absolutely happy to do that. So, but if they came up and they made a, if they made a, their own copy of my painting and they did it in their own style, if that's a thing, it might be, I don't know. But if they did that, that's their original art. You know, I, I can't really, I can't do anything and nor would I. So then what's DC's motivation for saying that? Because surely they know that. Oh yeah, money. Flat out. I mean, uh, you know, when it comes right down to it, DC, and that's why I say it, you know, literally in the last paragraph, you can look at it and go, um, wait a minute. And if you are going to do this, contact. So, you know, Joe Blow, I don't remember his name. But I'm like, if you were so concerned about getting the art out there and then ripping off with the art, you wouldn't have put that in there. What mm. you're trying to do is go, hey, any of you guys want to do this? Sure, absolutely. You can do your original art on NFT, but we're taking a fee. 
and that's what they want to do. So how and, would they take a fee though? Like, I don't understand how that would work. Well, they would, you know, that's, I think this is where it's going to come down to, and I could be completely wrong and I hope I am. Um, but it's going to come down to everybody saying, well, an NFT is, is digital art. So it's not a real piece of art. I guarantee you somewhere along the way, someone's arguing this right now. And they're, you know, they're saying, well, no, it's digital. How do they, they, they just did it this way and they copied our stuff and they did this. So it's going to come down to that because with a physical piece, you can say that's a physical piece of artwork, hand it over, whatever. With a, a digital piece, they're going to come back and say, well, it, it's, you can replicate it. Mm-hmm. When honestly, you know, with the blockchain, you can't. You know, it's a one of a kind. You can replicate anything, which is why I said about the pillows. You can replicate it and I'll find out about it or I won't. Mm-hmm. Probably when I'm going into a shop somewhere. Right. <laughs> well, you do see that with some of these websites now too, like places like Redbubble or Society6 where people will literally just take, say, your art. Oh. And they'll just put it on a coffee mug or whatever, right? Dude, once a day. Seriously. I, I'm, okay. I sit there and I'm like, I can't even look at it anymore because I'm just like, <sighs> I hope they I hope they feed their family this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I can see how that would be frustrating. It used to be. And now I'm mm. just like, you know, I, I literally do so much art and I do it in a way that, you know, if you're going to see a tech nine piece on a pillow, OK, but they have to deal. then they have to deal with strange music. Um, mm. But, you know. It's uh, sort of just all how you, how you look at it. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you, do you see yourself maybe going back to some of your earlier works and tokenizing them? Because that could be highly collectible if you were to do that. Like, for example, you could go to... Great idea. Yeah, you could go <laughs> to some of your first pieces you created and you could tokenize them. And I'm sure Nifty Gateway would be happy to have you or whoever. And... They would be, well, I mean, you've seen it happen with oh, the yeah, artists. No. Look, man, right now, I think the sky is the absolute limit. Um, and I'm into exploring as much of it as humanly possible with Tracy's help. Mm. Ah, Tracy, awesome, what do you think? Rob. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I think I think uh, the sky's the limit, like he says. And we're excited for Mogul here. So we uh, bring film together with NFTs. I think there's a lot of ways you can tokenize. And I think, you know, even just the original pieces is just like this the tip of the iceberg on how we can tokenize our work. So Tracy, I oh. mean, you're working with some pretty amazing people here, right? Like uh, what's that been like working with this film industry? It's been amazing. The people we work with, it's been nice how open they are to it. You know, it, I, I think it's always been hard to break down those barriers to try to, com- to explain how big blockchain is. And, you know, it's, it's, a. Uh, it's always a learning curve for a lot of new audiences, but we got a really solid team and it's um, we've really blended well. It's important for us to know the pain points within the film industry as well. And so we have some big producers on our team that really explain how film financing works and uh, just really the the old fashioned style and roadblocks that happen within the film industry that, you know, blockchain really helps decentralize and ultimately give the voice to the people. And I think that's the coolest part is like, we're trying to give creators a voice. We're trying to give fans a voice. Um, and yeah, I know you asked the question before, you know, is Holly going to like this? But I think it's, I think we're all working together to, to reinvent it. Yeah. I mean, look, the Hollywood system is, you know, the old Hollywood system isn't going anywhere, Yeah, you know, but it's sure going to move over a little bit. Well, you know, you know, we hear the phrase paradigm shift all the time. <laughs> 
right? True. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard it in in mogul productions. I mean, it is a paradigm shift. Yeah, it's uh, it's also just like how do you blend them together? So they work together. It's interesting. COVID, you know, really changed the whole game for for content creation. Uh, and so even the way films are getting produced and blockbusters and episodics and it's just it's all it's all moving so quickly. So um, we're happy to be a big player in the space right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's going to be crazy to say, you know, what's going to come out on on like the HBO buy it here thing. You can't get it anywhere else except here for that to the possibility of splitting to you want to go to the theater. You see this kind of film, you, you know, it's just like the music industry did and when it went head, when it went heads up you know it was just like nobody knew what was going on and everybody was spelling it was the doom of music and now you know it's it's a different animal mm. that's again that's why i like mobile with movie making like i said i made made my first one i'm 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 sure that, you know, after this, after this particular thing, I'm going to convince them to do one with me. And, but that's the thing is, is it's this great community. I love it. It's cool. Hmm. Um, I'm just thinking right now, like if you came out with like a collectible card pack of like Rob Pryor's favorites, you know, man, I tell you, you, I'm like, I can't break this down fast enough. Hold on, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, for example, Dungeons and Dragons, like a monster compendium God. that are all cards that you created that are NFTs. You want to know? That would be killer, man. I don't know where most of that art is. Most what? of that art, most of that art was destroyed. I have no. Photos. Yep. Over the years and moving and we are something. I who knows what's happened to them, honestly, and. <laughs> Before I met my wife, honestly, I used to like have my paintings and I'd set a beer down on it. <laughs> you know, she she came over. To Darth, Vader, Darth Vader with a beer stain on his face. <laughs> it's, what's that? <laughs> and it's just my painting, man. It's good. See, that's the real reason I paint like I do. So it's <laughs> you like, can't tell. I can just put my beer on it. Uh, hilarious. No, I just, when I think about it, I think, holy Rob, like you could have an amazing like new just angle here of so much merchandise that people would love to have it would be it would be really crazy it would be really crazy especially like oh dude after after this we'll we'll get on a call and go over for hours but (laughs) so much art but i mean look at like say crypto punks okay i mean Mm -hmm. you're i'm sure you're aware of crypto punks rob i'm not no okay no, so well, I'm, I'm sure Tracy is. Maybe Tracy, uh, you can connect with me here. CryptoPunks yeah. is this big phenomenon of collectibles, and they're just little ridiculous uh, pixel, pixel punk characters. Mm-hmm. And there's 10,000 of them uh, created by Dapper Labs, I believe, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. And each one is an iteration of something like, so for example, one might have pigtails. One might have 3D glasses. Another one might have a pipe. Another one might have a pipe and pigtails. Another one might have a hat, okay? And there's 10,000 of them, but certain ones have become highly collectible because of the attributes, okay, which really? make them more unique. Okay, Rob, the number one most popular crypto punk sold, how much was it, Tracy? $8 million last week? Yeah, something like that. Something crazy. 7.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I think it was $50 million in sales of CryptoPunks in that secondary, Across. that's secondary yeah. trading. That's, yeah. and here it is, here it is, Rob. I mean, I'm sure you're aware of the whole royalties game. Oh, I am, yes. Okay, every <laughs> single time those CryptoPunks change hands, 10% is going back to that creator. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, I literally, I'm, and I was gonna go to bed after this, but at, now I'm just- <laughs> You what need prior punks, prior punks. Oh my God. Isn't that your zombie punks? Isn't that what you do? Yeah, I, zomb yeah. I make zombie punks. Yes, I, they're yeah. all kind of a play on it because I went back from the pixel to hand-drawn. You see what I'm saying? Did you? That's yeah. awesome. So they're, they're hand-drawn zombie punks. Dude. <laughs> and they're dog. ridiculous. I mean, I laugh at them when I make them. They're funny, but uh, they've send done me, well. Send, they've done well. Send me to a place that I can see this. Okay, there it is. All right, you should be getting that now. If you click on your chat in Zoom. That's just one of them. Take his own time. Oh my goodness, <laughs> she's scary. This is a terrifying zombie. <laughs> uh, Love anyway, it. Uh, if you see the original CryptoPunks, it makes a little more sense. I mean, Rob might not have the same. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. Okay. <laughs> you know the little chat icon there it's probably blinking a little red icon or something sure um anyway i will i will find it you know what send it to me yeah i'll i'll, I'll, I'll send it to you i'll send the link here for the original crypto punks as well so don't you, you feel like you're talking to your dad like you're trying no. to say so you're you're like dad Dude, we're like a few years apart man. we're like just we're only a few years apart you know I'm I'm almost fifty, so it's all good. I I I know what your age is. I looked it up. Yeah, seven thousand <laughs> years old. <laughs> anyway, no. So the CryptoPunks have been this huge phenomenon, and uh, probably you know Gary V. He was on my show, and he was saying nice. they're like they're a long term, they're a long term investment. He's dead serious about that nice yeah so he sees it as uh, um it, it's the beginning of an era uh in uh collectible art true right? it sure is that's, that's so awesome you know like like you know tracy you said this earlier is corona and it sucked trust me it sucked but has put us in a really crazy spot which has mm. sort of forced us to to think about things in a different way. And I really wish COVID never would have come. But now that it's here and it's helped shape it, let's go with it. And I think digital is all of this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, mogul is right there at the tip of the iceberg. It's just and it's just all gonna get crazy. Just the way the films start coming out. Yeah. Well, just the energy that you must get from working with all these people who are on this same kind of frequency about this stuff. That must be really energizing. It's cool. It's cool. I love it. You know, I love seeing the, the video chats. I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh. What do you think, Tracy? Is there, is it almost, I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes it's like, I don't know if I can take another new thing today. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, right. It's uh, it's definitely overwhelming for new people coming to the space. They're like, hold up, you got mm -hmm. NFTs over here, and you got this over here, and you got this over here. So, I recommend start learning as early as you can, so you can keep up. Um, but at the same time, it's 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 seen. It's nice seeing how everything evolves and people working together. And I feel like that's happening a lot more in the space. It's people partnering all the time. Um, but yeah, like I find with the N NFTs, like collectability is a piece of it but the um the functionality and the usability is kind of the next step of it and that's what the mogul access passes do is like they actually give you access to the platform tell me a little more about the access pass yeah sure so they have an access pass sale going on uh starting march 25th and uh they have four tiers of these access passes where you can top up and what they do is they give you access to the platform into these four different types of levels that you have and so depending on the nft that you get uh you're able to get their in-app currency called stars uh you get you know the cool uh swag pack as well as this nft that lives on your profile that can give you let's say specific rewards or specific perks and like actually is used as access to the platform so think of it as similar is if you're going to a movie premiere you're going to an event are you backstage are you in the vip room you know are you on the red carpet and depending where you are you get different perks and so i love that they're not just using it as the collectability side but they're mm -hmm. using it as the functionality side and i think that's very innovative in the nft space that not too many people are doing right now makes mm -hmm. me excited yeah well and you've had experience with that with hosting your conferences where you were using these tokens as a utility right yeah yeah, exactly. And so I think, uh, yeah, the access pass sale is going to be awesome. We got a few, a few cool surprises with Rob Pryor probably coming before that too. And uh, yeah, it's like March 25th to April 8th uh, or until they sell out. So uh, yeah, it's good. definitely go check it on. The other cool thing is like it's right on the platform. So it's nice that you can just log into the platform, go check it out right there, get all the information, see them right there, uh, which is also unique in crypto. You know, it's pretty low filled. friction right very 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 frictionless yeah and uh they got actually they uh so they do you need a, like a metamask or do you just sign into the you just website? sign in yeah. you just sign in so when you oh, sign in uh you're able to get a smart wallet uh mm -hmm. which is also pretty innovative in itself because it's all done by your username so you don't got to send it to this crazy long ad address again like we're trying to build it for the real world mm -hmm. so that normal people people who watch movies everyday people you're saying i'm not uh, normal no, it's just like too much of these crypto projects. Like they're pretty complicated, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and today they hit a milestone. They hit 20,000 new signups on the platform and they've been open for a, uh, just under a month or maybe like two weeks. So it's That's amazing. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're excited about that. That's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, Rob? Like, what are your hopes for this in the next little while? Are you going full on into uh, blockchain here? Are you going to go you know, I think deep I'm down the rabbit hole or what? I don't know. I'm going to dabble in it. There's some ideas that I had. And literally four weeks ago, my like phone just, you know, went off the hook up and everybody's like, Hey, would you do this? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so I want to, I want to work with mogul and figure some stuff out and then whatever happens happens. But mogul's kind of stuck with me for a while. Yeah. Gagan's like, he's watching this going, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gagan loves you. We all love you. Are you trying to bring a few more artists on board with you or like what's the I want to. I think there? that's one of the things that, that eventually we want to start working in is figuring out other artists to bring in or other people to bring in um, to to add to the community of, you know, of add to the community itself and the community mm -hmm. of making films bringing in artists, bringing in artists for, you know, from, you know, production designers, things like that. 
things that people don't normally get a chance to see behind the scene things right now can be done you know you you can get there's so much that can be done and moguls you know talking my language with movies and art well i just think of the collectability like i think of these people who pick up a single frame of like a disney film and frame it and it's like you could nft all of that all of it every little bit yeah and it's just it's so fascinating to me it's blows my mind like i said i can barely figure out my phone so <laughs> some of the people at, at mogul are like oh my god he's texting us again <laughs> but you know it's kind of like the internet like you, you don't you know it gets to a point where do i need to understand how the internet works to use the yeah. internet no exactly no absolutely my all, my six-year-old she's a better than i do though it's you know i have six-year-old <laughs> twins that are like daddy you press this button my point is you can use the tool without necessarily Absolutely. understanding the technology behind the tool. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas if you go back, say, four or five years, that probably wasn't the case. You did have to know, you know, how to put a little thing on a command line and, you know, yeah. that kind of yeah, stuff. Absolutely. It's getting to the point now it's pretty user friendly. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, look, like I said, if I can get on sites and I just, this is cool, this is easy. We're winning. Yeah. Hey, it's been a real honor to have you on this. And I, oh, thank I you have so to say, much. I, I just love your work. And Tracy, thank oh. you so much for being here. Thank you so much you know for what? having us. Email me, email me your address. No, email me where you want something <laughs> sent and I will make sure. And your blood type. That's the security number. Um, but email me and look through my site and, you know, see if there's something you want me to sketch up. Uh, okay, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do it. Wow. All right. Uh, thanks again. And uh, yeah, stay in touch. And I wish you all the best. And definitely you've got to start tokenizing some of that work you have because you sure can have do. some pretty cool stuff there, man. Um, thank you so much for having us. Right on. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care, Email everybody. Me. Yeah, I will. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.